You are listening to Personal Branding Exposed with Megan McNeil. Each episode, we'll explore different areas of personal branding and how you can build, maintain, and leverage off your own personal brand. Here's your host, Megan. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me for Personal Branding Exposed. This morning I have got, or this evening depending where you are, I've got Lauren Davids with me and she is a long distance friend who is on the other side of the world, but she is a girl with the same heart as me. She loves personal branding, but she's a serial entrepreneur and has a couple of businesses as well. Thank you so much for joining me, Lauren. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun and I just think it's so cool that technology can like bring the whole country together. Oh yeah, I, I mean, love this. The whole, the whole world. The whole, whole world. world. <laughs> yeah. The whole world. So, so cool. Lauren and I actually met through a mastermind. Um oh gosh, that would have been last early last year before all of this pandemic stuff happened. Um and yeah, we've just kind of stayed connected ever since. And uh, so Lauren, tell us a little bit about where you're from and what you what you do. Sure. Um okay, I'm from Rockford, Illinois, which is nearby Chicago, about 90 miles west of Chicago. And when I was 19 years old, my husband, now boyfriend then, and I started a record store. Uh, We were kind of going out of town often to go see music and to go find vinyl and cool gifts and like purposeful products. And we um, were like, why don't we do this ourselves? And so we kind of brought that to our community. We got to know our community better. Uh, We started, along with the help of a bunch of local business owners in our community, we started a non-for-profit for for local business owners to help bring small businesses to the forefront of our community. And then in 2010, I started a marketing, a small marketing and graphic design consultancy, which has really blossomed a lot more into this marketing space where I help everyone from small business owners to podcasters and speakers and personal brands really develop their marketing strategy, really develop that personal brand and shine through with the stories that they were meant to tell. Including your husband's, because I love your setup when you go behind the scenes at your store and you've got your your um, kind of, I think it's a homemade tripod where you've got um, <laughs> cameras all over the place. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I've worked with him a little bit on developing even his personal brand because I think he's got a great presence. People love him. They love to get to know him. And so we host a vinyl happy hour show every Thursday night where we talk about vinyl and bring people to get to know vinyl and get to know the different music that's coming out each week. So yeah, we do that too. That's at um, youtube.com backslash culture shock Rockford. So that's, that's definitely a fun video if anybody ever likes to you know, stay up to date with music and what's going on in the music world. You do well getting your husband to get on board with that because mine's just a bit like, oh, yeah, you do, you do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My husband is kind of like, uh, well, I'll just do what she says. <laughs> yeah, mine's, yeah. he's very comfortable at the other end of the camera and helping out and everything. But when you try mm-hmm. and kind of make him the, the focus, it's kind of like, oh, do I need to? He's like, no, you don't yeah. need to. Oh, so, funny detail, actually. <laughs> I am in the marketing space, in this personal branding space. However, Skylar, my husband, is really like the person who doesn't mind being on camera. He's the person who doesn't really uh, mind being extroverted, going and networking at different functions and stuff. And I like to bring him with me because he talks a lot and then I don't have to talk as much. But it's funny because people always think like, oh, I might be the social one or I'm the social butterfly. And it's actually not true. He's definitely more of the person who is out there and talking. And I what what I can 
tell you from this is that I intentionally push myself to be um, more social, to connect with people. And I find that the connections that I make with people are very close, very um, connected and aligned to who I am as a person. I don't often go deep or have a meaningful conversation with that I won't stay connected with after that, you know? So um, what I try to tell people is like, yes, if you're introverted, you can absolutely network. You can absolutely talk to people and be yourself and be exactly who you are in the personal branding space. You can build your brand if you're introverted. You can have a podcast. You can um, go to conferences. You can travel by yourself. You can do all of those things while also being an introvert, while also maybe being a little bit camera shy. Um, You can show up on video. You can do all of those things and nothing has to really hold you back. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And I think um, the pandemic and lockdowns, um, countless lockdowns that we've had have kind of shown that that there's a lot of people that you wouldn't expect have shown up and they've shown up in ways that are incredible. And we're really getting to see their personality because, like you said, they're not comfortable in a room of 200 people, but they're quite comfortable to have that conversation with their microphone or maybe they'll get to the stage with their camera, etc. There's massive opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it's a great opportunity right now to, um, one, to lean into tech. So like lean into different tools that can help people succeed using online, you know, online tools um, because people are, they need it right now. There's a lot of people who are learning some technology things for the first time um, and it's a great opportunity to help them learn that and figure that out, whether that's digital marketing, strategy, um, tech tools, you know, all of those things. Um, yeah. But then secondly, like the pandemic has taught us all how much and how meaningful it is to create those real relationships that last. There's no more of this fake passive relationship building anymore uh, in 2021. Like nobody wants posting and ghosting profiles or um, direct messages that are just spammy and robotic. You know, we're all so tired of those things, and there's no passive relationship building anymore. Um, it's not going to happen. So, 2020 and 2021, the beginning of 2021, has really taught us like how impactful and how meaningful relationships are, and how nobody has time for for nonsense anymore. We all only have time for the real things, the real things that matter. Well, you and I are a great example of that. We're on the other side of the planet from each other, yet we're connected and we're doing this conversation. You know, the world isn't as small as, you know, where you can actually see anymore. You can have a global network and it can, you know, you can actually find your people, which I think is, especially for an introvert, sometimes when you're in a small town, you don't find your people. It's quite hard because you can't get, you know, over that barrier. So I think that, you know, technology has opened up us as much as technology has given us lots of bad things there's a lot of good to it as well yeah and always you know it is always I think necessary as entrepreneurs and I'm sure you feel the same way to just kind of push yourself to do things once in a while that might scare you a little bit like you know and I'm not saying like take risks that will like destroy your life but I'm saying you know every once in a while oh there's a cat (laughs) every once in a while <laughs> take risks that, uh, or or um, push yourself to do things that you might not, um, that that where there's the chances are it will improve your life. Like um, I was to- totally terrified when I started my graphic design and marketing business. I was like, 
I am, and when I started my, uh, when I, you know, first started working on this non-for-profit with a few other local business owners, I was kind of like, who's going to listen to me? Like, who's going to, I was 23 years old at the time. And I was like, why, why would anyone look at me as their leader when, you know, a couple of the business owners were like, you should be the president of this organization. You should take it head on. When I started my business, I was like, well, you know, why there's all these agencies in town with more experience and more, um, more, you know, years behind them. Why would somebody hire me to do this? And, and I had to kind of take myself out of that thought and say, they're hiring me because of their relationship with me. Maybe they're hiring me because they want something different. They're hiring me because maybe I'm more approachable um, to, to connect with at that time, or that's what they needed. That's what they wanted someone to like really listen to them or someone who is working. Maybe they just wanted to work with someone one-on-one -on -one and not one uh, to an agency or something like that. So at the time, you know, the best piece of advice I got was just that there's enough room for everyone to succeed in business in this world. And once I thought about that and like really wrapped my head around that thought, I was like, you know what? There's enough room for me to succeed. I'm going to succeed in this business and I am going to lead the way for something I'm passionate about, which is small businesses and local businesses. Um, I'm going to lead the way and teach people how to do social media in a way that feels very connected and very aligned to who they are and not just passive and slimy. And the people who don't like that style, they don't have to hire me. And the people who do like that style are going to come to me and they're going to find me. And I had to lean into that really scary feeling of, you know, is this something that I should do? Is this something that would even benefit me and just kind of put tunnel vision on and just keep going? And that's, um, you know, that's definitely something that, that we, that I still continue to do every day. Like I still continue to lean into those things, still continue to lean into those scary things. So yeah, I think that's a really important important point that you've made there, Lauren. And there's lots of people that are probably listening, thinking, "Oh, that there's someone who already does what I want to do. There's someone who does it better." And you're so right. There's always room for someone else because you'll do it with your own flair. You'll do it differently. You'll attract different people because not everyone is everyone's cup of tea. And I think that's the part that people miss. They see, and that's the danger with personal brands: is that people who have got really strong personal brands it can be intimidating for new people to get onto the, the playing field because they think, oh, there's no room for me. But everyone's got the same opportunity to be able to build that. You just can't compare yourself to their five years down the line and you're like five minutes into the story. Right. Right. Yes. You can't compare and comparison will, will oh, yeah. always steal all the stuff that you, all the meaningful stuff inside you. So just don't even worry about it. Just stay focused on becoming the best idea of who you are. And I saw that Andrew posted, it is important to have competitors. It is totally important and it's healthy to have competition. It's healthy to have people out there that kind of push you to be stronger and be, um, be like even greater than what you could be. Right. Um, but, but comparison is a lot different than competition. Oh yeah, completely. And you know, the fact that there are competitors out there and people doing what you're trying to do means that there's a need for it as well. So it kind of shows that there is a space and you can fill it. Now, Lauren, Absolutely. let's reverse all the way back. You're sitting in school, you're about 15 years old. What were you thinking you were going to do? Because I'm sure it wasn't a record store and personal branding. 
No, it wasn't. Um, I actually really wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be a writer. Um, and I wanted to write like the hard news pieces, the ones like without opinions or anything like that. I just wanted to write like really good, well-written journalistic pieces. And um, I'm not saying opinion pieces are not well-written. Every They're all well-written. You know, um, so I, but I really wanted to write those hard news pieces and I wanted to write in New York or Chicago. I think a lot of girls had this dream from watching Sex in the City, um, but that was, that was definitely my dream. I thought, okay, I'm going to move to a big city. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to write for a newspaper or some kind of publication. And then I don't know. I just, I, re I actually remember this one teacher I had, he was my government teacher and he would, I don't know if like I learned much about government in that class, to be honest, but he made us, he would encourage us to doodle in our notebooks um, on purpose. Like he was like, I want you, whenever, while I'm talking, I want you to like draw pictures and doodle your notes out. And I was like really creative thinking back on that to have a teacher ask us to do that. And I remember I like did that because I was actually like, this is actually a way that I retain information. I was like, this is great. So I, I would doodle in my notebooks. And then he would essentially grade us on our doodles instead of grading us on like a homework or assignments. And I remember um, going to like a counseling, like he, he not a counseling, um, he it was like parent teacher conferences. And he pulled my mom aside. And he was like, she's not gonna, she's not gonna be a writer, she's gonna be an artist. And I'll never forget that because it just like stuck in my brain. I was like, I'm not gonna be an artist. I've never even taken an art class, you know? And then um, fast forward to, to 19 years old, I'm running this record store and I'm doing business cards and I'm creating these flyers and I love it. And I'm like, what is this that I'm doing? What is this job that I'm doing here? Um, how, what, like, and I came up with graphic design and marketing and it was like a light bulb clicked down. I was like, oh, this is the kind of artist I'm supposed to be. Like the artist that puts together um, designs, like well designed pieces of information that help support businesses, that help support people, that bring people the right messages and then my journalism background and like all of the work I put into being a writer, which I did continue through high school, being on newspaper, working on my writing, all of that information really helped me when writing copy and, and honestly helped me a lot with design and how we receive information and receive messages. So even though what I thought I was going to do when I was 15 didn't quite work out, I feel like it all kind of works out in this, in the same way, you know, it kind of all mean something later on once you once you figure out what the meaning is it does mean something definitely and I think being able to write and especially in this day and age having good copy is it's essential because you know your your website your social media channels they're your first port of call for most people you know like we've been right. talking you've got a global network it's not just people that you meet in the street that you can actually have a conversation with and to be able to actually articulate what it is that you do and who you do it for in a meaningful way is it's a massive skill and it's one that you know a lot of people uh, fall short on so that's that's a cool skill to have really cool skill thank you thank you yeah it's something that I'm very passionate about and and you know starting that design and marketing business now here I am that was 2010 we're now in 2021 so I'm celebrating 11 years in business this year and I can't even fathom that that's so 
interesting to me that, you know, time goes by and how many people I've been able to work with and just experience their stories and experience their businesses and how they're helping the world and how they're showing up for the world. It's really important and meaningful to me. It's very meaningful work. Have you ever had a job like, so, cause you were 19 when you opened the record store. So, yeah. so as an adult, have you ever had a, a like a boss? <laughs> Not as a, as an adult. No, I, um, I worked at a chain bakery for, from the time I was 16 through a few of the first couple years of our record store, because, um, my husband and I both took on part-time jobs to just make our record store work, like make sure we could keep the lights on and keep the doors open those first couple of years. And so I worked at the same bakery that was like a chain restaurant from the time I was 16 until I was about 21. And then I um, would work there. I would wake up at like four o'clock in the morning, go open the bakery or, or do the prep work for like, you know, slicing tomatoes and lemons and all of the stuff for sandwiches. And then I would uh, leave at 11 a.m. and I would drive as fast as I could to open up the shop at noon and I would be there at noon. Then my husband would get off from his middle of the night job working at a gas station. He would drive home and then he would take a nap and then he would come down, come down to the store and relieve me. And then I'd go take a nap. It was like crazy. It was absolutely crazy. <laughs> like when people ask us like, oh, wow, you're so lucky to be in business for 15 years. I'm like, yeah, we are lucky. We are so lucky that we made it through those years because that was like that was uh, intense and I'll never forget it. I will never, ever forget. But the hustle's real at the beginning. I, I know that a lot of people talk now about, oh, you don't need to hustle. It's about the lifestyle and stuff like that. But it is hard work at the beginning. My first business was when I was 21, 22. I'd come back from university from a country town in, in uh, Scotland. So I went back there. I wanted to do events. It wasn't big enough to be able to, there was no jobs there in events basically. And um so I started my own events company and I started bringing events that I'd seen in the city when I'd been living down there for uni back to my hometown. And that was great. And then the next thing I wanted was uh, a cafe, which had this um, venue at the side of it. And I, I didn't really want the cafe. I wanted the venue because I was like, I want to have my own space to be able to do events as well. So my poor mom got roped into helping me with um, running this cafe that I wasn't interested in just so I could have the venue. But I was working <laughs> on a full time job as well. So I had my events business it was like events and marketing um, and this was when Facebook had just started so I had half the town I was looking after their Facebook profiles because it was brand new and I'm just I, I don't know I thought it was great whereas if you asked me to do anything on Facebook now I, I don't know where the buttons are I just don't use it very often um, so I'm doing doing this um Facebook and events, working for this other company, an outdoor activities company, and then on my lunch break, going up to this cafe to make sure things are okay, and then straight after work, like the hustle's real. Like at 21, you've got the energy for it. At 33, right. not so much. But you know, people don't appreciate how hard you've got to work at the beginning. And sure, that business doesn't exist anymore because I'm in Australia, it's the other side of the world, and I've started something new. But that all builds up. It's all part of what I'm now doing because I've got that experience and you've you've gone through it. So I can have some nights off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I I I believe that hustle culture has a slight issue, you know, like the the culture of like we you just have to work, work, work and work harder than everyone else and then you'll survive. I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, but I do think it de sometimes it depends on 
how how much you want something, how hard you're going to work for it. And we were young and I think we were just dumb enough, honestly, at that point to like be like, let's give it everything we've got. Like, yeah. let's get zero hours of sleep and try to make it happen. And we're so glad we did because now we have this record store that's been featured in magazines and people drive to it from all over the country. And we feel so lucky and blessed to have that. And we were just sitting actually at a restaurant um, a couple of weeks ago talking over coffee and we were ha having a conversation and like remembering some of the things that we did because we, you know, we moved twice our, our location. We had floods um, that we ha that we had to overcome. And but there were like a few things we were trying to remember, like, oh, yeah, I remember that we didn't have air conditioning for that whole like year and a half or remember, you know, all these like little things that we just like have already forgotten how, how hard it was to start a business. And, but, but it's because it was worth it, you know, it's because it was worth it to us in the end. And that's why we don't even think of those things. We don't bring them up or say, oh, look at everything we've been through or anything like that. You know, we're like so proud of where we got because we knew that we, when we started out, we didn't know anyone. We didn't have connections the way we do now. We didn't, um, we didn't have money <laughs> at the time. You know, we had barely anything. We just had this barely scraping by goal for the day. And we said, hey, if we can reach this barely scraping by goal and sell this much product for each day, then we can at least afford to just pay the rent and the electricity. And if we can do that, then we can build on that. So that was what we did. And it's, it's amazing. You know, I don't talk about that story often, but it is, it's really uh, deeply personal. And I think that is what gives me such a huge passion for supporting local businesses and for supporting small businesses, because I can work with personal brands and podcasters and speakers and all of that. But starting a brick and mortar business is a lot different, as you know, having a cafe and venue. Um, starting a brick and mortar business is a lot different. And a lot of times small business owners, um, they don't feel as under, they don't feel generally as understood when it comes to how to market themselves and how to really put their message out there and their purpose out there. Um, and sometimes they just don't know where to start because they're wearing all of the hats and they're doing everything themselves. And so I really have such a huge heart for local businesses and small businesses because of my my early start and because of where I came from. Yeah, and you're so right there because, you know, why most people start a business is because they're really passionate about whatever that thing is, um, but they forget about the marketing side of things because you can have the best business, but if no one knows about it, it might as well not exist. That's yes. the hard thing. Yeah. Yeah, now, completely. Thank you for sharing that story because I think that's that's what personal branding explodes is all about. It's not really about what it is that you do today because I can go to your website and I can read all your great copy and see what it is that you actually do. But the story of how you got there is super exciting because I think that that's great. Like 10 years on, you've still got this record store and to well, 10 years, you it's think of what's years. happened in yeah. that, that time. You know, we've gone online. So the fact that you've got a brick and mortar store that actually still runs and people come into town for, that's massive. That's to be celebrated. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, I mean, I I don't know how deep you want me to go into about the record store, but we're, we're, we're very invested in um, representing smaller and independent companies, um, companies, um, 
that make a difference or that give back. And we've been doing that since our start. So it's not like a new trendy thing we jumped on the bandwagon for. This is like how we've always been. And I think that is part of the appeal of our stores because my I know Skylar and I definitely wanted to make a difference with the store that we had. We wanted to make a difference with what we're selling and and um, support small small businesses like us, you know? So we made it a, a big, we made it, a, our, our, the stuff that has been sell, sold in our store has changed over the years. We used to be a little bit more punk rock and more metal. Now we're a little bit more light and, um, and bright, I would say. Uh, and, but for all, always, we always supported those smaller companies. We always supported those companies that like nobody had heard of, but like we thought everyone should hear of. and. So that has always been a major appeal, I think. For and for a brick and mortar store, that's like to find your unique propositioning, um, you know, your your unique value. That is really something that nobody else has. That was for us what we had that other people didn't have. You could buy vinyl online, you could buy um products at Target, you can buy whatever, you can buy fun gifts anywhere. But what made us unique was the, our ability to pick out those companies that you never knew existed, that you may have not even known you needed, but that make perfect gifts or that will make someone smile or that will make you happy and aren't just some um, mass produced consumer goods sitting on a shelf. They're the best things, the things that you didn't know you needed. <laughs> yes, exactly. For Talk sure. to me a little bit about, um, so you're about two hours away from Chicago? But yeah yeah around two hours from downtown mm -hmm. and so how big is the town that you live in so the area of the, the city that I live in is um I think it's the third largest city in Illinois so it's pretty big um the surrounding area plus our city so there's like about five cities that are really kind of we're all pretty close we all go to each other's cities all the time it's yeah. I think around 350,000 people okay. so it's it's quite a few people. Um, it's it's quite big, but it feels like the biggest small town ever. Like we know everybody, everyone knows everyone in in Rockford, Illinois, and it's like if you drive down the street and you look in the car next to you, you might see somebody you know. Yep, <laughs> a little bit like Perth. Perth is known as a big country town. Once you know one person, you know seven other people just by default. Yes. That's how it, it. That's honestly how it feels in my city. It feels like um like it's a big city with a lot of people but you somehow know everybody but you've still managed to crack it that's what I think is really incredible because at 19 well, like you said you didn't really know anyone you started building up your connections of business community and now like I know I only know this because we're connected um, on Instagram and stuff but you are a spokesperson for small businesses for your area like that's that's cool <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that comes through with my non-for-profit um, that I founded with several other business owners in town um, around 2010 as well. So that was that was the thing that I was like, I'm not sure if I'm meant to be a leader here. Like, who's going to listen to a 23 year old? But but I I was the person willing to take it on and to say, you know, local businesses deserve a piece of the spotlight. Um, not just my business, but all local businesses. You know, there that we need we need to lift them up because they're actually the framework of our communities. They're what drives our communities and sets us apart from every other community out there. It's what makes us not a cookie cutter place to, to visit or shop or live or tour. You know, it's, um, it's our local businesses really make our, 
our county unique and where we live unique. And so I wanted to really shine a light on them. So we do that through networking events um, where we bring local business owners together and let them connect with each other and, and get to know each other. But then we try to bring an educational element to that. So we'll bring in a speaker or we'll put together a panel for it. So that way the local business owners that are coming to it are not just um, simply networking, but they're actually getting some kind of form of education out of it. And then we also plan this amazing, amazing event through that non-for-profit called Social Rock, which is a social media marketing conference. And I bring speakers in from my travels all over the country and all over the world. I try to get them to come to Rockford and speak to our group. And I've had amazing success with the speakers I've been able to bring out and they've been so kind to us. And so my, the local businesses and the small businesses around our whole area, um, but we did have people travel in from quite a few places, but they get to have that kind of high scale educational conference experience that they would get if they could leave their local business or small business and travel for a week or whatever. So that just didn't exist. You've basically created, it sounds similar to what we might have here, like a chamber of commerce or a business network type thing. You just yeah. created it. Nothing. So there is a chamber of commerce here and there's, and our group is just super focused on just local businesses. So local yep. grassroots businesses and chamber of commerce is also has its own unique function and its own um, responsibility to the community. And they focus on a lot of different businesses, a very broad range of businesses. So ours is really niched down and it's really, really educational. And chambers kind of change no matter where you're, you know, depending on where you're at. Um, but our chamber here is great, but Winnebago by Local, which is the name of this group, my group is, we just really focus in on those grassroots started from scratch local business owners. Yeah, incredible. I love that. I'm, I'm I was just curious how it started because I know when I started my business and I was about 21, um, so a young girl as well also had the same problem as you, who's going to listen to me, not many people. And it was the first sort of six, nine months was really hard trying to even have conversations, especially with businessmen, uh, like yeah. established businessmen. Um, so I had actually at that point started, um, it was really small. There was like 20 of us. Um, but then there was only 6,000 people in my town. So that was, maybe that wasn't too bad. Um, and it was just for women, women that had started businesses because we were all that. facing that same problem where we couldn't get in a room with the men, if that makes sense. And um, after after we've been doing that for about six months, we, we were actually being invited to things after that as a group um, and individually as well, because we were starting to get noticed. And I guess that's where I started the whole personal branding thing without even knowing it, because I wouldn't have... I, that wouldn't have even been terminology that I understood back then but it was definitely from uh I don't know who to speak to and I'm getting my the door closed in my face every two minutes because I'm just yeah. fresh-faced and you don't know what you're talking about it's hard I feel like we have we've lived very parallel lives we're the same age <laughs> we both started our entrepreneurship journey around the same time we both started with brick and mortar businesses and started networking or um you know, uh, small business groups. It's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, but um, like yeah. different sides of the world. <laughs> yeah, but completely, completely different, but lots of similarities. And um, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just because it just shows you. It doesn't matter whereabouts in the world you are, we have the similar issues, which is why we need these groups, which is why we need personal branding. And 
you know, I think personal branding is like the most important thing in your marketing toolbox because it's something you'll carry with you forever. But honestly, up until about 18 months ago, I didn't even know what personal branding was. I knew I was doing it, but I, didn't, I wasn't calling it that. So I think that's where we've got a kind of shift at the moment where people think it's about self-promotion, being a Kardashian, being internet famous, getting as many likes as you can. When it's not, it is really about, you could just be famous, I guess, to 10 people, but you're making an impact to these 10 people and making a difference. And then they'll go on to do what they need to do. That's what personal branding is. It's not about having 10,000 followers. Like that's, that's also personal branding and that's it scaled up. But when yeah. we think about it, at its essence it's really just getting in front of the right people um that we can actually help and you know you and I have been yeah. doing that for years without even knowing it <laughs> no yeah one time I heard Seth Godin say at you know Seth Godin's like marketing and genius author um very iconic he said something once at a conference I saw him uh, speak and he said it doesn't matter if you're famous it only matters if you're famous to the family and what I think I what what he was saying was, or what I, how I interpreted it, I guess I would say, was that, you know, it does. you don't have to be famous to every person out there. You don't have to build a personal brand that has hundreds and thousands of followers and 100,000 email addresses and all of these different things. You don't have to have any of that. You just have to be, you just have to influence the core group of people that you want to help and that you want to serve and that you want to truly like help them live their ideal life and you have to get really clear about what you want out of your business in order to build that personal brand so um doesn't matter if you're famous only if you're met if you're famous to the family well you're famous to me lauren <laughs> <laughs> you're famous to me as well <laughs> no but i think that's incredible and if, if anyone who's listening if you take one thing away is that you know lauren as an introvert started a business a brick and mortar business very young and it wasn't just about her she actually has built her personal brand around bringing everyone along on the journey with her and i think that is if if anyone's doubting why they need a personal brand that's really it it's not really always for you it's definitely for everyone else around you and what you can do for them so thank you so much for joining me and for sharing your story i've loved chatting to you loved it yeah thank you for having me this was so much fun and i'm i'm just really grateful to have been able to take part in this Thank you so much, Lauren. So um, you can catch Lauren over on um, Instagram. That's probably where you're the strongest. I'm, I'm yeah. always pushing that everyone should be on LinkedIn. She is there too, though. And your right. website, um, L Davis Creation, isn't it? So uh, uh, Instagram is L Davis Creative. Um, you can also go to ldaviscreative.com for my website, but it's laurendaviscreative.com. And if you are interested in more personal branding topics, um, I also have a podcast called The Real Personal Branding Podcast. And it is so much fun and I get to interview so many amazing people. And I think Megan, you have, or you're booking an interview soon or we've talked about it. So maybe we'll get you on as an interview soon too. Awesome. And I'll put all of those links onto the show notes as well. So you can definitely check out Lauren. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Personal Branding Exposed. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the others, then please listen to some more, but also share it with your friends and leave a review. I'm a pretty new podcast, so that means quite a lot for me and I really appreciate your kind words. Social media, if you have any feedback or you just want to 
just want to chat really send me a message i'm normally found on instagram or linkedin they're where i like to hang out but i do have facebook if that's your thing and also on the website you can get my details there and you can get in touch Thank you so much for getting this far. If you want a little bit more though, these episodes actually go out live every Tuesday at 8pm Western Standard Time here in Western Australia at 8pm, which if you're in Canada or America, that'll be first thing in the morning for you so you can uh, listen over your morning coffee and if you're in the UK, it'll be over your lunch break. I speak to these amazing people every single Tuesday and they just expose their personal brands to us. They tell us what makes them tick, what motivates them. We hear their stories of where they've come from and where they are now and how they got there. There's loads you can take from this. Lots of uh, motivation and inspiration. Like These people are awesome and they really niche down. They know what it is that they're doing. So there's so much to take away from them. I have got this amazing lineup of people coming up. So make sure it's in your diary. 8pm Western Standard Time and the podcast drops every Wednesday. Till next time.